Well, I want us to turn to the scripture for today. It's so one verse, and then from there I'm going to pick on and let you continue from here. Let's read it together from Joshua chapter 8, verse 21, NIV version. For when Joshua and all Israel saw that the ambush had taken the city and that smoke was going up from it, they turned around and attacked the men of Ai. Say Ai. Amen. Now, I know this will give some people problems, especially the Kambas and Kikuyus. I, Jesus is Lord. I want to give you the background, take a minute or two and give you the background of this scripture because it forms the subject of what I'll be sharing today. And I think it is, it is important that I take this moment to let you know what was happening. I'll go back to chapter 7. Chapter 7 actually begins with uh, a loss of devotion. A loss of devotion. And uh, because of that loss of devotion, uh, we end up somewhere in the middle of chapter 7 with some things that were happening in the area of leadership and in the area of battles that ended up in defeat. Just to put it this way, a man was found who had not devoted himself to the Lord with the things that God had said don't meddle with. His name was Achan. And so what happened after that? He was found out. And because he had hidden the things that were exposed. And after that, you know very well, Israel had gone to battle against Ai. Ama'ai. And when they went there, they went with only, through the advice of certain leaders, only three they had said 2,000 to 3,000. 3,000 went to fight. And a nation of 12,000. This is what happened. They were routed. They were beaten squarely. And 36, approximately 36 people died. For an Israelite army or nation to lose 36 men to this day is a big thing. Because there are not so many. Right now in Israel... There are probably about 4 million Israelites, genuine Israelites. The rest is Palestinian. Maybe they've increased since uh, the time I got those uh, numbers. But some of them are still probably even right now living because of the state of what's happening right now in Israel. But just to say this, this scripture comes in when we read that after this defeat... After this major defeat, the children of Israel found out that people had taken the devoted things through their servant Joshua, and therefore they dealt with the sin, and hearts were turned to God, and then they chose 30,000, the whole army was taken to battle against this small city of 12 thousand people. And this time, they did not make any mistakes. And that's why this scripture now becomes relevant to us. They had been defeated, but God turned their defeat into victory. Today I want to talk about, before I even say that, it's in the verse. For when Joshua and all Israel saw that the ambush had taken the city 
and that, and that smoke was going up from it, they turned around. Everybody say, turned around. I'm going to say it again, turned around and attacked the men of Ai. They turned around. You know, amazingly, I want to just share from this scripture, you know, and these particular words, God's turnaround breakthrough. God has some turnaround breakthroughs for us today. And so, our God, I want to start by saying this, is a God of breakthroughs. Haven't you been enjoying the words that have been coming from this pulpit? Even last Sunday, wow, what a word. So our God is a God of breakthroughs. We serve a God of turnaround breakthroughs. And God can give you and I today a divine turnaround in every area of your life if you can receive it. In your personal life, if you're married, in your marriage life, in your married life, if you have in your family, in your business, in work, your work, or even the work situations that you, are in, you, you find yourself in, our God is able to turn around everything you can think about. He can turn around people, even difficult people, impossible people. He can turn around the worst of sinners. He can turn around cities. He can turn around nations. What can God turn around? He's the God of the turnaround breakthroughs. Now I want to give you some examples because if I don't do that, you'll not understand from Scripture. Examples of divine turnaround breakthroughs. See, before I do, let me make this statement right now. That we all can glean from these testimonies, valuable nuggets, don't say nuggets, say nuggets, to help us receive our divine turnaround breakthrough. There's something in this, in this that I'm going to be sharing with us. The first one, the first one on the list is this, personal, a personal breakthrough. See, that's why everything has to begin with us. See, when you read in Genesis chapter 32 and verse 24 in the NIV, it says that Jacob, speaking of Jacob, one of the patriarchs, he was left alone and a man wrestled with him the whole night. Jacob was left alone. Now, why is this important? Because in life, we all wrestle with so many things. And until we wrestle with who we are, and that can only be done in the presence of who God is, then we might never be able to fulfill what God wants us to fulfill and to attain what God wants us to attain. We constantly, says he wrestled, you know, first of all, he says we constantly deal with forces that resist and fight God's will and purposes for our lives. Every life, it doesn't matter who you are, you have to wrestle some, some demons, some problems, some situations, some circumstances, some, you know, some things that you never expected. Now, 
I believe that this is a place to begin because we need to allow God to deal, not just with what we are dealing with, but to deal with us, to deal with who we are, to do with the main, the main person, the main object. We've got to win ourselves before we can win the world. So we have to hang around the presence of God until that change comes, until that breakthrough comes. Now I want you to know that dawn will arrive. Light will break forth and you will be able to encounter a new self, a new you. You will be able to walk like Jacob walked differently. He probably couldn't speak in the same manner he used to speak. Only God can bring about this kind of change that we all need. Can I hear a good amen? So everybody say, personal turnaround breakthrough. You see, all of us need it. Some more than others. Secondly, secondly, in health and healing, in health and healing, Hezekiah prayed in Isaiah 38 and verse 2, and he turned his face to the wall. Why? Because the prophet had just come from his presence, and the prophet had said to him, set your house in order, you're going to die. Now he had a disease and he was going to die for sure. And let me tell you, I think this is so important to all of us because you can never go through life and not suffer sickness. And we all need to know what to do when those times come. How do we get our breakthrough? How do we get ourselves in that place where we can receive what we need? This man turned to face the wall. That's a sign of desperation. Unless we get desperate, desperate with God, when we need his touch, when we need a miracle, when we need a breakthrough. Breakthroughs don't just come because you need them. They come because you are desperate to see God meet the need of your life. If it's health, he will bring you health. It may not be automatic. The more you read about how people got healed, the more you want to know more and more about how to arrive to your breakthrough. You know, he was desperate in prayer. The Bible says that he wept. He wept. God sent the prophet back to him who told him, the Lord has heard your prayer and you shall leave. And I will add 15 years to your life. There was a woman with the issue of blood who touched the hem of Jesus' garment in Matthew chapter 9, verse 20. This is the kind of faith we have to have. You're willing to die for that kind of faith. For a woman who was bleeding with an issue of blood to touch other people, to touch a priest to touch Jesus, the Messiah, was asking for death itself. You, would be, you are 
supposed to die through stoning. But he, this woman decided, 12 years is long enough. I'm going to do, I've done everything possible and I've spent all my living. I'm going to do everything I can. See, that same desperation. But this time, the touch was a touch of faith that was felt. How can you feel somebody touch you? How can you feel life move out of your body through a physical touch? I want to tell you, this was not just physical. This was supernatural. What was done physically through this woman turned out to be supernatural and brought healing. Amen? If you're here and you need healing, let me just tell you, you too can apply the same principle. And you can have a turnaround breakthrough in your life. Financially, we need financial breakthroughs. Can I hear an amen? We see and we read about, uh, we read about uh, Samaria, which was under siege by a king called Ben-Hadad. And I want to read what, what happened during that siege. Elisha the prophet entered into that city. And this is what he said. He said this. Hear ye the word of the Lord. That saith the Lord. Tomorrow. Everyone said tomorrow. You see, God can mark the time of your breakthrough. Tomorrow about this time. That's about 24 hours. Shall a measure of fine flour be sold for a shekel. And two measures of barley for a shekel. And in the gate of Samaria, this will take place. Wow. Think about it. That the economy of an of a nation was turned within 24 hours. What does that say to you? God can turn your financial situation and circumstances by this time tomorrow. Amen. He can do it. How many of you are receiving for yourself? You may say, my house is about to be closed. I have a deadline. Yes, I hear you. But I'm telling you, by this time tomorrow, I pray that you can take the word of the Lord and say, God, if you did it for a nation, God, if you did it for a man, by this time tomorrow, you can do it for me. Shout amen. Come on. We are dealing with taxes. Taxes. Jesus needed to pay taxes. Can you imagine the Messiah being asked to pay taxes? These guys. But what did he do? He provided. Now I know taxes have gone up everywhere in the world. So have they gone up here. Question is, how are we going to meet the need? Peter did ask the Lord. The Lord had an answer. And I want you to know the Lord has an answer for your taxes. No matter whether you're behind, KRA is behind you. I want you to know the Lord is before you. And he told his man, you go and fish. And out of that fish, open the mouth. You'll find a gold coin. Pay your taxes for me and for you. And probably that was for the whole year. Amen. Work or business situation in your work. See, Daniel was a civil servant. And in Daniel chapter 6 verse 16, Daniel was working for the government and the kingdom of Babylon. We now have civil servants in our church today. You know, challenging things happen when you're doing a good job. Sometimes you get enemies. These enemies try to take your job. But let me tell you, no matter who is against you, 
no matter who's planning against you, learn from this testimony that even though they planned, they could not get him, they could not find any fault in him. Only in the in the in the area of his worship, they near, they realize they can trap him because he was always praying three times a day, and they realize they can. And he prayed to his God, so they wanted they wanted to make sure they can get him and take care of him once and for all. Guess what happened? Guess what happened? They cast him into the den of lions. And God turned it around that those who cast him there that were, that, that, that were, you know, that were responsible to cast him there because the king really did not, he pleaded, he, he wished it wasn't Daniel. But now it's already done. The decree could not be changed. But the people who put him there, there was a turnaround. They are the ones who ended up being put there because Daniel survived the lions. Let me tell you, you're going to survive. It doesn't matter who's against you, who's fighting your progress, who's fighting your position. God will intervene and God will come through for you. Family situations, breakthroughs. You're being pursued by the enemy. Let me tell you, like the children of Israel. What happened when they were leaving Egypt? They were being pursued behind an army, in front an impossibility. God opened the Nile, the sea. That was at least a passage for them. But at the same time, the enemy had caught up with them. And God let them even test the dry ground. Hallelujah. Only for a while before he turned it around. And the pursuer became the pursued. And they never made it out of that dry land because the waters caved on them and drowned them. Shout amen. Come on, God can do it. You see, you say, why family? Israel, God says, is my son. When you attack the family, you're attacking the very heart of God. And I want you to know that your family is covered. Is covered. When, when we are denied justice, when we are denied justice, you know, sometimes we go through life and we are denied justice. We read here about the widow who was denied justice by the unjust judge. Luke chapter 18 and verse 2 and 5. Listen to what Jesus said. In a certain town there was a judge who neither feared God nor cared what people thought. He, he says, and her justice was denied for some time. But then here is what we, we hear that unjust judge say. Yet because of the widow, keeping who keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice so that she won't eventually come and attack me. I mean, he was even afraid this woman will kill me. He's a widow. She had nothing. And yes, probably also has nothing to lose, even if she killed him. But that's not what she was going to do. Here is a lesson. Don't quit pleading for your breakthrough. Don't quit pleading until God turns things around. He turned the heart of this man and he was able to give, to give her the breakthrough that she needed. Maybe we're talking about nations here. Nineveh, Nineveh, Nineveh had been sentenced to destruction. In, John, in Jonah chapter 3 and verse 9, God will bring a breakthrough for a nation as well. 
And this is what, this is what the king of Nineveh said. Who knows after the message came, the second, the first time Jonah ran, the second time he obeyed and he delivered the message. You will be destroyed. In 40 days, you will be no more. Nineveh destroyed completely. The king says, who knows? He says he called for a fast. I've never heard of a fast so, <laughs> so serious like this fast. Even the animals fasted and put sackcloth on them as well. It was serious. Who knows? This is what he said. Who knows? God may yet relent and with compassion turn, turn, turn. From his fierce anger, so that we may not perish. In verse 10, God relented and did not bring on, on this nation and the people of Nineveh, the destruction that he had threatened. Come on, God can intervene, even for our nation, and even for our land. It doesn't matter what we are facing. These guys had been given a life sentence, which was taking effect in 40 days. What about us? Come on. All these examples bear testimony of God's goodness and greatness towards us. Yet as powerful as God is, there is something that he cannot do for us. And this is the one thing I want to say to you. He cannot turn our heart. He cannot turn our hearts. He cannot turn our hearts to him. We have to turn our hearts, our face, our affection. Our allegiance to him. Before the breakthrough took place in the book of Joshua that I, we began to read in this verse, chapter 8, verse 21, the children of Israel had devoted themselves to the thing God had asked them not to devote themselves to. They are unclean and impure. And they only conquered. And God brought around, turnaround breakthroughs for them, even their army as a nation, only when this issue was dealt with. And it is an issue of devotion. Are we loyal to the Lord? Are we faithful to Him? Do we have an alliance with Him? Are our hearts aligned to God? Are we devoted to Him? Do we love Him truly? And this is what He said. In Leviticus 19, Moses said, Do not turn to idols or make metal gods for yourselves. I am the Lord your God. Do not turn. Leviticus 19.31 Do not turn to mediums and seek out spirits, for you will be defiled by them. I am the Lord your God. This is what he said. This is what he said in, uh, in Deuteronomy 30 and verse 10. Verse 10 and then I'll read verse 9 at the end. This is what he said. If you obey the Lord your God and keep his commandments and decrees that, uh, that are written in this book of the law and turn to the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, the Lord, verse 9, the Lord will grant that the enemies who rise up against you will be defeated before you. They will come at you from one direction, but flee from you in seven directions. God can do anything. God will do everything that he has promised he'll do. It doesn't matter what you face in all these areas you are talking about. I want to give you 
two words that have the power to change what you face. Those two words are this, but God. In spite of all the enemy tries, but God. Say it with me, but God. Hallelujah. I finish by saying this, he will turn your night into day. Job chapter 17 verse 12. He will turn you. It doesn't matter how, how much of night. You have too much night than day. Things are not going well. Come on. Day is coming. God's about to turn your night into day. Hallelujah. He will turn. He will turn the sea into dry ground. Into dry land. Come on. Maybe overwhelmed right now. But God is able to turn not only that which is, you know, overwhelming you, the sea, he turned the sea. Then that is in um, Psalm 66, verse 6. But at the same time, he turned, he turned the sea into dry land. In Psalms 107, verse 35, he turned the desert into pools of water. What can God do? He turned deserts. At one time here, he's turning the sea into dry land so that the, the children of Israel can pass. Come on, what can God do for you? Now he's turning the desert into pools. Before they got to the Red Sea, he turned their desert into pools of water. Come on, striking the rock. Then he turns the rock into a pool. Now, heart tells you about hardness, difficulty, impenetrable strength. But God is not moved by impossibility of situations. He will turn the hard things into blessings. He turned, he turned, this is in Psalms 114 and verse 8. And now in Psalms 30 verse 11, he turned my wailing into dancing, my mourning into dancing. And my sackcloth he removed and gave me clothes of joy. Shout amen somebody. Hallelujah. Shouts of joy. And the master of the banquet, listen to this. The master of the banquet tested the water. That had been turned into wine. John chapter 2 verse 9. He will turn the bitter circumstances and situations of your life into sweetness. He will turn your just ordinary situation into an extraordinary one. He will turn your water into wine that will bless you and cheer you up. Just like wine cheers those who drink it. Come on, shout hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 34. Tells us about the heroes of faith who quench the fury of flames and escape the edge of the sword. Now, anybody who's doing the kind of things that these heroes do, today I want to also say we also have heroes here today that we're celebrating yesterday. These are these are these are servants of the Lord, leaders in this house. Can we just appreciate every leader in the house? You know, that have to put up with much, go through much. But guess what? People who serve in the house of God and serve God well. Let me tell you, we also come, if this is a, even as a hero, even the best of heroes, they lose strength. They become weak. Well, listen to me. He will turn your weakness into strength. This is what he says in Hebrews 11, verse 34. The end of that verse. Come on now. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. I'm just going to say this to you. God is ready. Are you ready? I'm going to just say this. I'm going to make a proclamation and then we'll pray and finish. If you're here, now we are all going to do this. If you're here, 
And you need an encounter with God. We know we have men who are coming for the encounter. But at the same time, if you need a personal encounter with God, a divine turnaround, breakthrough for yourself personally, I want to ask all of us to say amen. But just where you are, turn around. Make one turn around. Come on, let's take an action. Turn around. Maybe you don't need what I'm saying, but turn around for somebody else. Turn around for your, for your wife, for your brother, for your sister. We are here. We know the times we are living in. Economic crisis and situations. Let me just tell you. By this time tomorrow, turn around. and Turn around. By this time tomorrow, the God of Elijah is still the God of your life. He's still the God of your finances. Still the God of your circumstances. Still the God of your taxes. Hallelujah. Work situations. People are going through trouble and in your businesses. People are fighting your business. They are, they, people are trying to take your position and bring you down. And people are trying to mess up what you're doing rightfully. I know there are many people like that here. But even if whoever you are, teacher, wherever you are, I want you right now to recognize that there is a turnaround right now. If you can, you're coming out of the den of lions that people have put you in. Come on, let's turn around in the name of Jesus. Turn around in Jesus' name. We are talking about a divine turnaround. Amen. Your business is turning around. Your business is turning around. In Jesus' name. Family situation. The devil wants to take you out. Wants to take your family out. He wants to mess them up. He wants to do everything that he can do and think that he's going to win just like he did with the children of Israel. What he did not know is the one the pursuer will be pursued and he will not even leave that dry ground. Turn around for your family. Turn around for the victory of your home, your wife, your, your children, your father, your brother, your sister, your unsaved relative. Come on, that turnaround is a divine turnaround in Jesus' name. You have been denied justice. Let me just tell you, you have court cases. Some of you, even your, your case has been removed. But God is restoring it back to your favor. Some of you, you're still fighting even for what belongs to you as if it didn't belong to you because people have risen up to attack you and to, uh, and to say things you have done, to, to blame you for things you have not done. Let me tell you, people may fail. Governments may fail. Even the judges may fail here. But the judge of all the earth shall not fail. Give God a turn around. Give God a turn around in Jesus name can you give God for your turn around in Jesus name amen and amen and amen father we want to thank you for divine turnarounds divine uh, turnaround breakthroughs breakthroughs and we thank you for every breakthrough now father we pray for somebody who needs to turn around for themselves because if they die today, they can't make it to heaven. I pray, Father, that you will answer today and draw people here, people who have turned back from God, 
Today I pray that they will devote themselves back to God. Turn their hearts back to you. Lord, as they turn around, Lord, I want to thank you. They turn around. They are not leaving the way they came. They will turn around and not exit, but come to the Lord so that they can, turn, can be turned inside out and their hearts can be redeemed in the name of Jesus. We thank you and we honor you in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Have a divine turnaround, breakthrough in your life. Amen and amen.